love the Lord on great, no greater love. Praise God. No greater love. Amen. And I'm going to read to you from John 15 and 13. It says, Greater love hath no one than this, than to lay, his, lay down his life for his friends. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for this ability to minister your word to your people. And God, we're going to give you the praise and the glory and the honor in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? amen. You may be seated. I was chuckling under my breath today because I have to tell you something I thought was a little bit funny. I said to my wife this morning, I said, did you notice that I didn't come upstairs and that I was studying in my office from around 1.30 in the morning? She says, yes, I know that. I said, yes, I heard you come up and taking a shower. And I said, well, I think I need to be honest with you. I said, I think I slept from 10 to 11.30 sitting up in my chair. <laughs> I've never done that. Praise God. I mean, while I was studying, but I would drift off to sleep. I drifted off to sleep for about an hour and a half, and I woke up, and I looked up, and I'm like, oh, it's a good thing I didn't leave my finger on one of the keys of the computer because I wake up to a mess when I do that. But I've never done that. In, in getting ready, but I guess at 61, I'm starting to get there, Brother Bowley, well, doing things like that. Amen. And uh, praise the Lord. And the Lord is good. Amen. All the time. Greater love. Greater love. Praise God. Have you ever thought about dying for another? Dying for someone else? Praise God. Who would you die for? Have you ever thought about that? Amen. Technically, that's the only thing you can give away is your life. You can't give anything else away. You say, well, I've got a car I can give away. Well, the car's not really yours anyways. It's God's. Yes. Praise God. And so you are on loan. You, even your children that you, uh, you know, brought into this life in some form or a matter as a father or the mother, Praise God. Even your children, amen, you cannot give them away. They're on loan to you. Everything that we have is on loan to us. Praise the Lord. Somebody owned it before I did, and somebody's going to own it after I do. Praise the Lord. And so really, the only thing that you can give away is your life. That's the only thing that you can give away. You see, Memorial Day is a day that is set aside as to remember those that gave our, their lives for our country. It was the, probably the most expensive or the most biggest gift that they could ever give was their life to die. So many soldiers, I've read so many books on soldiers. There's one out there really good. It, it's called A Higher Call. It's a real true story about people who have fought and have died for their country, and I read that just I just went through it again in the last couple of weeks. I'm almost finishing it up. Praise the Lord! And it's what these guys went through when they were in the trenches and uh, up in the plains, and 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 they would look at each other and say, you know, they would look they would look at each other and they wanted to say to each other, "Why did I do this?" But they did not want the morale of the men to be jeopardized. So they kept 
amen, staying there and fighting, giving their lives. One of the greatest things and one of the most biggest things that a person can give is their life. And so we have days like today in which we have set aside to remember those that gave their life. And we have it with uh, gratitude and we have it with pride. Praise God. The thing about it is, amen, the more you lose the more you understand the sacrifice in what is given. We can have men, amen, that will try to make statements and they will dishonor, amen, people that have given their lives trying to make a statement in some form or manner because they don't understand how much that sacrifice was. They don't understand Praise God, the, the, the blood, sweat, and tears that went in to bring what was brought. Praise God. Death can leave a horrible headache that no man can heal, but love leaves a memory that no one can steal. Praise God. And when someone gives their life, that's a tremendous love. Praise God. See, there's no higher expression of love that can be given than life. Life is the most valuable object to possess. And when a man is willing to lay down his life for his friends or his country, he shows the ultimate love. That's why Jesus said no greater love than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. I tried to find it on the internet. I, I, uh, I know that it's best to be as upfront as I can about my stories. I always have tried to be. But I heard a story once, and I've never found it on the internet, so it might be um, a fiction story, but it is a really, really good story. It could have happened. But there was a, a sisters, a set of sisters, that um, had um, one of them needed a kidney. And they talked to her sister about donating a kidney. I think they were twins. And they talked to her about donating a kidney. Hun, do you want to donate a kidney? And uh, you have two kidneys, and you want to donate one to your sister. All through this all, she eventually said, yes, I will donate my kidney. So the procedure went on, and she had donated her kidney. But after everything was done and both sisters were awakened... Praise the Lord. The one that had donated looked at the doctor and said, okay, when am I going to die? She had donated her kidney thinking that she was giving her sister her kidney so that her sister might live and that she was going to die. Praise God. There is something about, amen, giving your life. You see, when a man lays down his life for his friends, he lays everything down also. Everything, praise God. When you give a life, you give wealth, you give position, you give enjoyment, and you give a relationship with everyone else. None of us want to die. Praise God. We might say, 
you know, I'm willing to die. I, I'm just, when death comes, I'm going to, I'm going to be just, uh, you know, I'm going to take it like a man and I'm going to go through it. But nobody wants to die. Praise God. I know I tell the Lord all the time, Lord, I'm a chicken. Let me die fast. Praise God. Let me go from this life to the next life. Do not let me, praise God, cause suffering to anyone else or to myself. Praise God. But when we die, when a person dies, when a person allows their life to be taken for another. And we live in a world today where so many people go in and they shoot people up and take lives. But on the other hand, there are so many people in there that give their lives. Praise God. To save lives. Amen. Praise God. When you give up a life, you give up everything. Jesus died so that we might live. Amen. We've got to die to self so that he might live in us. Praise God. Galatians 2 and 20 said, I am crucified with Christ. You see, death, amen, is something that comes, and there is a better life on the other side. Can you say amen to that? You believe that? Y'all believe that? Praise God. Well, amen. There's a problem. you got to cross over death to get there. And we don't like to die. Praise God. We don't like to die to self. We don't, people don't like to die. They'll hang on to lives. There are people who should have, have been shot, killed, knifed, and should have died. Technically, they should have died, but they was not going to let go of life. They held on to life. Praise God. Because they did not want to die. Amen. And so, there is something greater on the other side because of death. But the Lord said, amen, that I am crucified with Christ. Paul said that. I am crucified with Christ. In other words, when we come to the Lord, we die out with Him. When we say, God, I'm sorry for my thoughts, my actions, my ideas, my ways. Praise the Lord. My character. And sometimes a character is hard. You know, pride and, and a self-will is like a water in a dam. It pressures all over the place. Amen. Some people show their pride right out. Some people, amen, send it out in a little bit of different ways. We can, we can be proudful in many ways. I, I, I remember, praise God, many years ago, and I tell a story about me as a little boy. They had an altar call, and I come up around the altar, and, and uh, I was standing right up in the front part of the altar, and Another young man come up, and he bumped me, and he's like, move over, that's my spot. And So I moved over, and he stood there, and I thought, he, he, you know, I mean, he showed his pride, but in my heart, I was like, oh, now they're all going to think I'm great, because I let him in there. He's kind of, we, isn't it crazy how our pride slips out somewhere? It gets us somehow. We may do a, a heroic act. And we may pretend like we don't want, amen, to be noticed, but we're wanting to be noticed. 
You ever had anybody come to you and say, you know, I did this and I don't want to be noticed. Why did you tell me you did it? I don't need praise. Don't give me praise if you just, and you're like, it sneaks out of us somewhere. It just does. We've got that pride. We've got that self-will, and it does not want to die. It does not want to be noticed. Praise God. Why did you get into that fight? I got into that fight because, you know, they attacked my self-esteem. Praise the Lord. But I am crucified with Christ. We've got to die out. Amen. To self and our own self. I am crucified to Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I'm still alive. I'm still going forward. I'm still, etc. Praise God. But how? But Christ that liveth in me. Now, it's the Holy Ghost that's living in me. I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and now it's living in me. It's working in me. I'm doing God's will. I'm walking in God's way. I'm doing God's things. Hey, I want you to know something today. Amen. God is the one that can bring your blessings. Praise the Lord. God is the one that can take care of you. God is the one that can cause somebody to walk up and just say to you, Amen. Here's $50. Here's $100. I remember when I worked for Jan and Tyler. I don't know how it came. I took care of his finances. And I come up with like a 20 or 50. I can't remember. 20 meant like a 50 now. I make a little more money. But 20 or 50... But anyways, I come up with extra money, and I walked up to the boss, and I handed him the 20, and I said, here. I said, this is in your pile of money. I don't know how I made this, but I said, I'm going to give it to you. And he says, oh, Lord, George, the Lord blesses in many different ways. And he just took it, and he walked on. And that was great. Amen. It wasn't my money. And then the next day or two, Somebody walked up to me on the street and said, you look like a good, godly Christian man. I want to give you $20 or 50 He handed it to me, and the Lord said to me, don't you realize that I'm the one that can bless you? And from that day on, it was a lesson learned, buddy. If God wants to, he can bless me and take care of me. Amen. Praise God. And when you die to self and you start to live for the Lord, God can take care of you. God can watch over you. You've got to trust him, believe him, walk in him. Praise God. Amen. You know, when my children were young, they never worried about anything, even though my wife and I were concerned about some things. They never worried about what they wanted to eat. They never worried about what, where they were going to sleep because they were my children, and we're the children of God. Yeah. Amen. How much more? You know, uh, Perry Redmond was a U.S. Air pilot, and the U.S. Air people come prior to 9-11 and told Perry, said, look, we don't want to lose you as a pilot. So they said, what we're going to do is, they said, we're going to put you on payroll and pay you to stay at home. The only thing we're requiring you is to have three or four hours, maybe ten hours a month to come in and brush up on everything 
so that you don't lose your pilot's license. We're probably going to do this for a year. So for a year, he had nowhere to go to work, nothing to answer to, but get paid. Wouldn't that be great? And at the end of the year, I said to Perry, I said, Perry, I said, how would you have done it differently if you would have realized that it was going to happen the whole year? He said, I would have lived a, ha- a lot more peacefully. But he said, I constantly worried about losing them calling and saying it's gone. You know, I think when we get to heaven, we're going to look back and say, oh, my God, I could have looked a lot younger when I got old if I would have just trusted God. If I would have just trusted God and believed on him. Hey, I want you to know, some of us was born ugly. Some of you were born pretty, but you got ugly because you worried too much. Praise God. It's a joke, okay? (laughs) You can laugh about it. Amen. Praise God. You know, just trusting the Lord, sitting back and relaxing and trusting God. We are crucified with Him. And part of that is trusting Him every day to do what He's going to do. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live not I, but Christ that liveth within me. Amen. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live, what? By the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, Christ gave himself for me on Calvary. He died on Calvary so that I might live. I've got to die to sell so that he might live through me. Praise God. He died. And I don't know which is really harder. I don't know if it's harder to take a bullet and die or to die in the, set, in the way of self to where every day I've got to crucify myself. i got to keep coming back and saying, I'm going to die. I'm not going to live. I'm not going to live. You know, it's like a person, like I said when I first started, Lord, I'm a chicken. Let me die easy. (laughs) I don't want to go through misery to die. I don't want to lay in a hospital bed. Lord, let me die. It's harder to die like that than it is to die real fast. Amen. To be out of misery and to be gone. But when a person dies for Christ, it is a constant dying. It's hard, praise God, to continually die every day. To continually fight. Those feelings to continually fight. I'm telling you, praise God. Amen. There's, there's things every day you've got to just say, no. No. I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. I'm not going. No, it's not happening. Stop it from the very beginning. When it first enters, put a break on it and say, No. I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to act like that. No, praise God. I am crucified with Christ. I am dying out to self because self is going to get me in a lot of trouble. Praise God. But it's 
it's an amazing thing when you die for someone. There's a story in the 20th century. It's, it's based uh, out of Italy. It's by the, it's by the Greeks. And it's, uh, it's about a man by the name of Pythias. Pythias was condemned to death. The ruler just said, Pythias, you're going to die. However, the ruler allowed Pythias to return to Athens to visit his alien wife with the understanding that he will come back to face his punishment. But he wasn't going to do it, but there was a friend of his named Damien. Damien was, his, was the friend of Pythias. And Damien said to the ruler, which was a really, really mean ruler, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, I will take Pythias' place. He said, if Pythias does not return, then I will die in his place. So the ruler said, so be it. Because, amen, he wanted to prove Pythias, amen, as not a very good man. And so the bargain began. And as the time went on, and it was time to hang, praise God, Damien, amen, Pythias came in at the last moment. And because the ruler was so touched by their love for each other, he said, I'm not going to kill either one of you. He said, matter of fact, he said, and he was a wicked ruler. He said, I long for that kind of relationship and fellowship. And he said, so I'm going to allow you both to live as long as you be my friend also. I need a friend that's going to be the kind of friend that would take and take, allow his life to be taken for my, te- for my life. Praise God. That's what, amen, Jesus did for us. Praise God. But you know, the story goes on. Amen. Jesus goes on with the story. And in John chapter 15 and 14, he says, Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. See, the Bible said, amen, the scripture text said, amen, to lay down his life for his friends. Praise God. Now, in today's living, we got a lot of friends, don't we? But I don't know if we lay our life down for every one of them, right? Praise the Lord. And isn't it amazing what you will do for your friend? Because he's my friend, I'm going to do this. Because he's my friend. You get a phone call late at night. And, 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 and it is a friend. Don't you have those friends that you can call and they'll be there right now? They'll be there right now. You know they'll be there. Praise the Lord. You might not have talked to them for a year, but you know if you need them, they will be there. Praise God. Why? Because they're your friends. And there are people that will ask you to do something. And because you really don't want to do it, because you really don't feel like it, because they're your friend, you will do it. Praise God. 
Jesus said, ye are my friends. And so friends will do, he says, if ye do whatsoever I command you. If you live for the Lord and walk for God and talk for God, God will make you his friend. Now, you know, there's something I've learned last night. I began to do a study search on friend. I knew there were some scriptures on friend, and I could not find some scriptures that I knew that was there. So I looked up the word friends with an S. And I found out there is a difference in kind of a little bit of the thinking when the Lord talked about friend and friends. Amen. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. But there are not friends that stick closer than a brother. There is a friend the Bible says, that will be there at midnight. But there are not friends that will be there at midnight. There's a difference between being a friend and friends. Praise the Lord. Amen. So think about it. This also. There are servants. A master may tell a servant, I want you to go. And it goes. I want you to do, and he does. I want her to serve, and she serves. He does not tell them why he wants him to go. He does not tell him why he wants him to do, and he does not tell her why he wants her to serve. He says, do it, they do it, and it's done. But there's a difference with a friend. With a friend, you open up and you let them know why I want you to go, why I want you to do, and why I want her to serve. There's a difference in it, praise God, because a servant just does what it does. But a friend is on in the inside, and he or she knows, praise God. When God dealt with Abraham, he just didn't call him out and say, I want you to come out and I want you to, praise God, become a great nation. He talked to Abraham as if he was his friend. I'm going to bring you out. You're going to be a great nation. Your seed is going to bless the earth. You are going to redeem, bring a redeemer. And he just talked to him as if he was his friend. And because God... Hey, man, God doesn't need any approval on anything. He doesn't need approval. And if you're praying, thinking you're going to tell God what he's going to do, forget that you're wasting your breath. You're making yourself old or useless. Praise God. Don't think about it. Hey, man, God's going to do what he's going to do. He didn't have to ask Abraham what to do with Sodom. He didn't have to have Abraham, praise God, uh, talk to him. Abraham's friendship with God was not on an equal basis. Abraham knew God was the eternal God everywhere, all-knowing, everything else. 
He, it's not like a buddy, buddy. I'm your buddy. You're my buddy. I do for you. You do for me. It's like, God, you're my friend, and you do for me, and there's nothing I really can do for you other than give you what's only mine, and that's my life. Praise God. But when we are a friend of God, God does not just treat us as a servant, but he lets us know what is going on. He lets us know about a rapture. He lets us know about his coming. He lets us know the time of the signs. You just feel it in the Holy Ghost, praise God. Amen. What's going on? Because he treats you like a friend, not like a servant. Praise God. And so the Lord said to them, praise God. He said, I have given my life. Christ gave his life to us because he wants to be our friend. He wants to have that relationship. You see, we're made in an image. In the image of God. And I learned something the other day, which I thought I already knew, but it just reinforced it to me. Amen. When a person is in solitary confinement for 30 days, it begins to play with their mind. They really start to go crazy after being in solitary, uh, in solitary confinement. The reason is because we are made in the image of God and we need relationships. We need fellowship. God needs fellowship. And he wants to be our friend, praise God. Praise God. The reason why he called them friends was that he had now treated them as friends. He had opened to them his mind, made known his plans, Praise God. Gave them his design for his coming, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. And having thus given them the clearest proof of his friendship, it was proper that he should give them the name. Praise God. You see, amen. Have you ever had a friend and something questioned come up about them? But even though, amen, the stuff that had happened, even though, amen, what they had said to you, you knew in the back of your mind, praise God, I'm sure they're not attacking me. I'm sure they're not putting me down. I'm sure they're not doing this or doing that because they are not that kind of a friend. They're not that kind of a person. If you ever have a friend, there's going to come a time when the road is not going to be paved. It's going to be rough in your relationship. You're going to struggle. There's going to be problems, praise God. But being a friend, you know, amen, that they're my friend. We're not going to give up. There are relationships that I have in many different ways. There are business relationships. There are property relationships. There are church relationships. There's all these relationships. And there are times, praise God, when things can get a little touchy. But they're my friend. And I'm going to be 
a friend to them. I'm going to end on just this. We do not have an America like we have today because it was given to us on a platter. Many men have spilt their blood to bring to us what we have today. There's an old saying. It says, the nation will remain the land of free only as long as it is the home of the brave. We're living in an era where people have gotten things so easily. They don't know the price nor know how to pay the price for what they have. And in history, they it's generally a nation that gets to that point unless God does something to bring them around will lose what they have because they don't know the price. It's that way in the physical America. It's that way in the spiritual church. There's revival that comes and people get to where they relax and they enjoy and they don't realize the sacrifice that brought that revival in. And before you know it, they're living on the high of it all. And they, uh, they, they don't realize the price that was paid. And so they relax in it. And it's taken away from them. Praise the Lord. And so we have to understand and appreciate the price. And so today I'm asking you to understand that America paid a price and honor that. And then I'm asking you to understand that Christ paid a price many years ago for our salvation. And we need to honor that. Not only that, but there are the men who gave their lives. They may not have taken a bullet, but they gave their time. They gave their time. Praise the Lord. You know, I told someone the other day, the only thing in my life that I regret, and that was that I did not spend any time in the military. It's the only thing I regret. I wish I would have gave about three or four years, been able to do that of my life to the military. I gave three years to the Bible college. But that's the only thing I kind of regret, looking back, that I did not give three or four years of my life to the military. Amen. But I wanted to get out there and do something for God. But the thing of it is, amen, they gave. They may not have died, but they gave their days. Their wives went without their husbands. The men went without their families. And they gave of that time out there to make sure that we are where we are today. And so I know Memorial Day is for those that died, but there are some of those that died for about four years. They gave up that time. And I also want to thank those ministers that have gone on before us. So if I start mentioning them, then I'm going to miss some. So you know what ministers played in your role of your life 
But I'm telling you, they went out. They made sure the church heat was on. They made sure that the church was there. They made sure the saints didn't kill each other. They made sure. <laughs> Praise God. They made sure that the church was shoveled. They made sure the church was this, and they made sure the church was that. They died to doing self. I'm going to close with just, with just, a, just, just a thought. Brother Bolt, David Bolt, was up in Meadville, and um, Brother Bolt had a heart attack. And there was nobody to console Sister Bolt. And she was there. Things did not look good for Brother Bolt. And uh, there was no family, no one around. He went up there and started that church many years prior. And so on a Sunday night, I said to my men, I had men here like I do now, and I said, would you take the Sunday night service? I'm going up to minister to Brother Bolt, pray for him, and et cetera. So I drove up 11, and I got up to the lake. And I got up to the lake. It was a Sunday night. And I got up to the lake, and I got on 80, and I was going along there, and I looked up at the lake. It was a beautiful summer Sunday, and I thought about all the people that always go to the lake every day of the summer, and um, I thought about how they enjoyed that lake, and how they did this, and how they did that, and how I went to church, and how I was always having service, and how I always was preaching, and all of a sudden, I started to long for that. I thought, what would it have been like to do that? And then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost put a chill on me. And said, don't you know that there's a blessing for working for me? And I said, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. I am so sorry. And I repented for thinking like that. Amen. For those that have gone on and sacrificed, there is a blessing. You may not get it in this life, but something better is to come. For you to get it in the next life. Praise God. There is a blessing. All right. Let's all stand. I'm going to pray. We're going to have just a. Sister Ruth wants to say a few things.